we ask that you be with our hearts and our mind and uh, focus for a little bit, uh, not focus on the world, but focus on your spirit, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your love. We thank you for those who are here to help the ministry here. We do thank you for the ones that are here. Bless them, and we ask that you be with those who can't, that you will, uh, if they're sick, heal their bodies and give their families comfort, and uh, that you will, you are in control, your will. Father, we do thank you for everything you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to, you could stand. that are here. Uh, we start a new book, Second Peter. Uh, it's just the second part of Peter's life and what he wrote, what God gave him the spirit. We also got a prayer meeting at, on Wednesday at 6 o'clock and Thursday Bible study at 7. Uh, so 
you could join us online or you're free to come and join me here in the sanctuary. So, you know, again, Wednesday at 6 and 7 is Bible study. Um, we have a, a volunteer dinner on Friday the 25th at 6 o'clock here. Uh, so um, you're free to volunteer. You're free to come. I believe we're having tri-tip. So feel free to come, you volunteers who help out with the ministry here. Just my appreciation to you, those who help with the ministry. So if, if you're not coming, let me know. If you're coming, let me know this week, okay? It'd be very helpful because I know what to prepare and how much, okay? So um, I think that's it.
happening. And there's a little, if it's beginning, there's a little staticky going on, but it gets better as it goes. So please spare the criticism for me. I'm doing my best to learn the system. So there you go, Lisa. It's all yours. Huh? locally and around the world who are in need both physically and spiritually.
process, Lord, that you are the healer and the, the giver, Lord. We thank you for that. We pray for Steve and his health. We pray for David and his health. We pray for Linda as she recuperates from the hospital, and uh, we pray that she will be off oxygen soon, Lord. We thank you we, in your name, and Father, we ask that you be with Steve's uh, cancer, that you will uh, get rid of it and heal his body, Lord. We pray for his family, who is uh, praying also along with us today, and we ask that you will just heal him. And Father, we ask for the unspoken that was mentioned today, Lord, that whatever it is, that you know what it is, and you will be able to handle it if we depend on you and your will. Father, we ask that you will just be with this day and be with this day as we continue to worship in song and uh, words. Lord, we thank you for everything you've given us, and we pray for Ryan's family. Uh, give them comfort and healing process and that, uh, that they will be able to continue uh, to uh, function in this world, Lord. We pray for our president. We pray for our vice president. We pray for uh, our Congress. and We pray for our Senate. We ask that you be with them and be with their minds, be with their hearts. And Lord, we ask that you will take this uh, election, that you will uh, use it for your glory and your purpose in life, for your plan. Father, we ask that you just be with our city of council of bigs, Lord, that you will uh, allow them to do the work of the people. And Lord, we ask that you will touch their hearts and their mind. Lord, we thank you for everything you've given us through our financial uh, issues. And Lord, we ask that you be with us as we think to you for uh, spending and to saving and all these other things that we need to look at, the principle of the Bible. We thank you for everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
are starting in the book Second Peter and give you some information so you know who's Peter talking about and when it was talking about. This is like you you go to the library, you pick out a book, and you, you you read the forward page and you read what it's about. And some people even read the back of the book. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a song that uh, my church used to sing, the back of the book. We already read the back of the book. We know what's going to happen. That's Revelation. So First uh, Peter tells us, not hooked up, I guess. Anyway, it's okay. Who cares? Anyways, uh, the theme is Peter gives instructions on holy living for those suffering persecution. Who's suffering from persecution right now? Raise your hand. You ought to be blessed because there's a lot of people in the world that's being persecuted knowing Jesus Christ. I have a couple that's in a different country and everything is uh, coded, I would say. And they don't want you send any emails out without their permission. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. Because they're in an area where it's very vital to reach people for Christ. And they don't want anything interrupting their ministry work there. Uh, so suffering for persecution. Okay. Now, we're blessed right now that we're not having that. We could come to church when we want to. And it's still there. Uh, now, 1 Peter teaches that God can use difficulties to strengthen Christians. Is that not true? And their witness. Knowing that this can be bring hope. Lord, more clearly, it gives you value, advice for holding firm in difficult times. Who, who thinks this is a difficult time right now as we speak? Okay. So we're, we all are understanding that, right? It, it can be worse. Okay. And I'm sure it will get worse. You know, it's not like uh, the three year and a half that Revelation says that there's going to be peace and there's be three and a half of uh, everything. You name it, it's going to be worse. People ask me, is it end times? I said, no, maybe we'll gradually go into that area of life. But it's not end times, it's just difficult times that we men chose to go through and do things that's not biblical. Okay, stuff that's being done today is not biblical. It's preventing Christians from going to church, preventing Christians from doing things, closing churches down, closing this down, and opening this up. And it's, it's hard times, you know? The Apostle Peter saw that the increasing hardship scattered believers. Now, these are the Christian Jews that are was scattered and offering them hope. It's like me writing a letter to somebody who's going through a difficult time, and you're trying to give them hope. You know? I watched a uh, movie last night, and the guy had a second chance. One of his buddies took a ID for him. He he actually told him to move his foot, and the person step on the the thing, the ID, and he was able to get off. And he could never understand why that happened until when he got 
to Africa where his family was at the time. They were missionaries in Africa. And he chose to leave them to go with the African people who were really hurting, and they took him away. He set his life down for this family to continue the ministry of God. And he had to do it, and he gave them hope. Now, our audience here in Second Peter are Gentiles, the Jewish believers in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Western Asia Minor, and Bithynia. So these are the areas where Paul has written to. Now, what we need to do to get out of this was Peter's credential. In case that the false teachers question his credibility, Peter reestablished his credentials with his readers. He was an eyewitness to the ministry transfiguration. Him, Peter, and went up to the mountain where Christ showed his true transfiguration knowledge as we read the first few chapter first verses it talks about knowledge spiritual growth i have a puppy and within six months he grew from 10 pounds to almost 40 pounds right now now he expects to get higher maybe 100 pounds maybe and he had growth in him spiritual growth we need to get the knowledge that Peter's talking about. If you don't get knowledge of Jesus Christ, but be careful because there are teachers out there that are willing to lead you astray to let you bring into their cults. Now, we know a few of them, and when we see their Bible, we read them. I think it was Wednesday, a couple Wednesdays back, we read a Bible that John 1-1 had it kind of, the article is wrong. And, and you really need to look at that type of situation. Be careful if somebody comes knocking at your door and leaves you a pamphlet tossed into the trash can because they want to lead you astray. Be when they say they are Christians, be careful. Be the Brian people. Go check it out. See what they give you. See where they're coming from. See who is doing it. When, uh, when a denomination has more than one Bible, God's word, there's, there's a problem there. And I'll give you a reason. You have to know your Bible. Because my daughter was, was sent a verse in, the, in a Facebook page to her from somebody. And she read it to me. I said, Brittany, that don't sound right. Who, who gave it to you? And she told me. She told me what religion they were. I said, man, you need to delete that. So be careful. This is what Peter's going to be preaching about, about false teaching, about things in general. I uh, sat underneath a, a guy named uh, Dr. Gunn at Shasta Bible College. And when I have a, a question, I kind of go to him for the answers. And he, he's a really scholar type of guy. He looks up everything, you know. And this guy right here, he does the same thing. Right? Yeah. You have to. If you hear something that kind of tickles your ears, and you say, man, that, that don't sound right to you, go check it out in God's word. 
But if you're in God's Word every day of the week at a certain time, maybe in the morning or maybe at lunchtime or maybe breakfast time or dinner time, you should read your scriptures so when somebody approaches you, say, you know what, God's not Christ. Christ's not the Holy Spirit. We had a lady come here a few years back, sat here and says, she didn't believe that God, Jesus was God. Really? I says, you need to leave. You need to leave. Because he, she's already had her mind made up. You're not, you're not going to change somebody's mind if they're already come in and looking for, for a fight. Right? You just want to say, okay, we'll, we'll discuss this later here. Because she already made up her mind. And she was a false teacher. And trust me, there's people out there that maybe like her and wants to hear what she had to say, don't do it. Don't lend, it ear, don't lend your ears to that kind of stuff, that false teaching. And Peter discusses that in here. Let's go to chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse, uh, we're going to read through first mm, 4. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith. He uses the word precious faith. Some other translation may use another word. But this precious faith, I like that. We have faith that's precious that we need to hold on tight, that we need to share to somebody who needs precious faith. And he continues, with us by the righteousness of our of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life, godliness, through the knowledge of him who calls us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceeding great and have been given to us, oh, excuse me, that precious promise. There's that another word, precious. Now, you're talking about a man here who was very firm, kind of rugged type of guy, and he used this term precious quite a few times here. And something that's very interesting here as I read this verse. And through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That's a good introduction, right? It kind of touches based on corruption. It touches based on the knowledge. It touches based on the virtue. It touches based on the glory of Christ. It touches the based on the promises that God has for us. Peter identifies him as both the apostle, someone who divinely appointed by God to evangelize, establish, and equip others for the gospel, and a bondservant, someone who's willing to and obedient follows his master's instructions, no matter the cost. Bond servant. Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, and Peter sticks up and says, wash my whole body. Jesus corrected him quickly. You know? Because you know why Jesus washed their feet? Because a lot of the people back then walked a long ways, some places, two, three, four miles, and they come in, and they have dirty feet. So they wash their feet, which 
it's very uh, low man on the total pole, I would say. You know, it's like cleaning the toilet. Who likes to clean toilets? I have a couple that needs to be cleaned if you want to help clean toilets. But this is, this is probably worse than cleaning toilets. And it's the bond serving. It's the, it's the, the way you do things for people. Like a precious faith that would continue could also be translated as faith that is equal in value. Faith in Jesus Christ placed all believers on equal footing. You're no different than I am. I might be a pastor, but we are equally in faith. Now, I may be judged when time comes differently because I'm judged because of the teaching of Jesus. And it goes on. This is not simply a common greeting, but also a blessing and encouragement. God multiplies grace and peace when believers diligently strive after a deep knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. Now, if you read your Bible and you find something interesting, you're ready to tell somebody, are you not? Yeah, you, you, you like it. You see it. Yeah, I got to go tell my pastor or I got to go tell this person, look what God showed me. Yeah, it's exciting. It's precious. It's, it's excruciatingly exciting for you to find something in God's word that sets you on fire. Now, when you become a Christian, you're ready to tell everybody, are you not? I want you to come on baptism. I accept you, Jesus, in my heart. I want you to come. And they come. But again, I mentioned a few, years, a few weeks back that a baby Christian, if he's not disciple the first, first two years, I think, year or first two, it's pretty much he kind of falls by the waistline. You, you want to take him and take him or her and grab him and hold him tight and show him what God wants. That's what Bible studies are for. That's what prayer meetings are for, to teach and to show young Christians what they need to do. You need to keep that. And three and four, divine power. He cross-references 1.5, Philippians 3.10. is exhausting resources that gives God people everything they need and obedient, godly life. When you accept Christ in your heart, you have a divine power so you can read Scripture, you can understand God's Spirit, you can understand God's Word, And have a glorious testimony in your life. I hear people all the time. I can't read this Bible. I said, why? I can't understand it. Have you asked God to help you understand it? I refer them to. No, nah, I don't. Well, if you don't ask God how to understand it, you have difficulties anyways. You know, just by saying, Grace at your dinner time is not going to cut it for believers. You have to study the word. You have to be in the word. You have the knowledge of the word. And then you ask God to help you understand it. And then you ask God to help you show the outward of it. And that's where the divine power gets. You have divine power if you are a Christian. If you truly believe in Jesus Christ and the work he's done on the cross... 
You have that divine power to do anything you choose to do in the ministry. I saw something on a post the other day. Don't ask man what you should do in the ministry. Don't ask man what college you should go to. Be in the word, be in what you're going to, because man's going to give you your, her, his opinion. Instead of getting God's opinion and showing, hey, where am I supposed to go? Where do you want me to serve? Maybe God don't want you to go to college. Maybe corrupt. <laughs> My pastor that I worked for said I'm corrupt. Well, I'm not corrupt. Anyways, that's what I'm talking about here. When Christians live according to God's promises in Scripture, they become partakers of the divine nature. Remember that. They look more and more like their Savior. His promises are by the world corruption. This is what I'm talking about. It's so easy for you to be tainted. Did you know when you're reading Scripture, if somebody says one word and changes that word of Scripture, it might change your opinion about who God is. And that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Show yourself approved to God and the direction he wants you to go. And Peter will get into more of that, and I will too. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, I do thank you for your love. I thank you for the words that you've given us today that we be able to use it so we could uh, grow in our spiritual ways. And, Father, that we could respond to other people in your love and your kindness, Lord. We thank you for Peter who is willing to share his wealth of knowledge to us and that his learning. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen.